If you're a pro, you know that this is not efficient because you know there's a better way. There's also a better way to save. When pro customers buy building supplies in bulk at Lowe's, they save up to 20% every day. Buy in bulk and save up to 20% on concrete, gypsum, and gypsum accessories. At Lowe's, buy more, save more. Visit the Pro Desk or Lowe'sForPros.com for details. Discount applies to contractor pack items. Minimum purchase required, U.S. only. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Locked On Vikings mini camp version on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name's Sam Ekstrom. Happy Tuesday to you. If you didn't see the tweet yesterday, no episode on Monday. Apologies for that. I was flying back from San Francisco. A long weekend trip to the Bay. Caught the Twins. Caught wine country out in Napa and saw the Mrs. Doubtfire house. All of the essentials in San Fran with the gal. It was a great time as I basically am following the path of Sage Rosenfels. Sage beat me to the punch. He went to San Fran a month before me, so he gave me all the tips. So I basically duplicated the Sage Rosenfels vacation. Back at the grind today at Winter Park, the Vikings were practicing under hot and humid skies here in the Twin Cities. 85 degrees and moist. The intensity, not quite what it was the week before, and understandably so on a day where you just want to be lethargic. And frankly, not a whole lot of new developments. We've established that Teddy is throwing and rehabbing. Went through the same routine, some dropbacks, some rollouts, but really nothing new from Teddy Bridgewater in individual drills. He rehabbed with a trainer the rest of the time. Did some light jogging. Still haven't really seen him get on his horse and take off yet. He still has a ways to go before he can sprint. We continued to see Nick Easton with the first team. Pat Elfline was with the second team once again. Of note, he had one shoddy snap to Case Keenum that I couldn't quite tell if it was Elfline's fault or Keenum's fault for just dropping it. But it still looks like Easton is entrenched with the number ones for now. Second team offensive line, Rashad Hill and Willie Beavers, the tackles, TJ Clemmings and Jeremiah Searles, the guards, Elf Line, the center. We're keeping a close eye on that second team offensive line. And by the way, it was Beavers on the right and Hill on the left. I talked to Clemmings today exclusively, and what I got out of it was that basically he's appreciative of the opportunity to play another new position. Now, privately, if you feel like a guy would express some displeasure going from right to left, from tackle to guard. And it's full circle for Clemmings because, remember, he initially profiled as a guard for a time. Then they moved him outside on the right. He filled in for the injured Lodeholt. Then last year he fills in for the injured Khalil. And he's never had a chance to just entrench himself and learn his craft at one position. But when you are TJ Clemmings, and you might not have the talent of other tackles, You need to do more. And the more versatile you are, the more valuable that you are. And he's now embarking on perhaps his third position in three years. Will he play there or not? That depends on the injury status of his comrades. I would say in all likelihood, somebody's going to get hurt at some point. And Clemmings is your jack-of-all-trades backup. But to some extent in football, 
you don't want to just do four things average. You want to do one thing really, really well and make yourself irreplaceable. And Clemmings has not shown that he is that. He's in his third year. I think he still makes the team this season. And I talked to Mike Zimmer about this today, and Zimmer thinks that Clemmings might be better suited in a more condensed area where there's less space for him to get burned on the outside. He's got some assistance on either side of him. And yeah, things are moving more quickly on the inside, but I think your errors get mitigated just by the the cloggage and the claustrophobia of the NFL trenches. So if you make a mistake, well, you got your center a few inches away. You've got your right tackle a few inches to your right. So there's a little more margin for error, you might say. Injury list for the day. Mostly the same guys. Still no Stacy Coley. That's a concern for the seventh-round wide receiver. Sean Washington gone. Anton Exum. R.J. Shelton. Sharif Floyd still out wearing shorts. And he's there. He's attentive. But he's not active. The one curious question mark today, Shamar Stefan. No sign of Stefan which for mandatory minicam tells you that either he's hurt and held out or he had some kind of family matter come up. Undisclosed reason why he is gone. So keep your eyes and ears open on that. We'll see if he returns tomorrow. And if he's not there at the end of the week, I imagine we'll ask Mike Zimmer about it. Latavius Murray still out. Teddy Bridgewater, as mentioned, rehabbing after warm-ups. A couple of pieces of good news. Harrison Smith was more active today after he sat out much of last week's practice, and Emmanuel Lemur getting more and more active as he returns from injury. So at the moment, I'd say nothing to be too concerned about. Once again, Edmund Robinson was the first-team linebacker, along with Baron Kendricks. We're seeing more and more of Brian Robinson working with the second team, and you see the passing of the torch with Robinson. About as amicable a move as Mike Zimmer's ever had, and he said last week that Robinson has handled what is sort of a pseudo demotion about as well as you could. And Robinson even saw it on he saw the writing on the wall last year when he said on locker room cleanout day that it's impossible not to see what Daniil Hunter is becoming and he's probably going to be the starter. He's earned it. And Robinson has taken it in stride. He's working a lot with the second team with Dayton Jones and Stephen Weatherly. But it's that type of willingness to take a smaller role that's going to extend his career. I know there's been talk that he'll be done after next season. If he wants to continue after that, and he's going to have that type of attitude, that's how you get extra years under your belt. And that's why Chad Greenway stuck stuck around as long as he did. Offensive play of the day, most certainly. Sam Bradford, deep to Diggs, who had that subtle little shove on Xavier Rhodes to create some space and then laid out to make the catch. That'll probably be in slow motion on Vikings.com. Almost guarantee it. Laquan Treadwell still working with the ones. Thielen, Diggs, and Treadwell, your top three receivers, and Treadwell said that he is sky high on confidence right now. There have been some good plays made by Michael Floyd as well, and he was a favorite target today was overshot a couple times on deep balls. They were trying to get a big Michael Floyd highlight for Vikings.com. Didn't connect on it. But running with the twos, Michael Floyd has shown well. He and Jarius Wright, and occasionally Isaac Frichty and Rodney Adams getting work with that second team. Adams had a couple nice catches today, and he did not drop a punt. Adams has really struggled with punt return duties. They're trying to get him built up in that craft just for some depth behind Cheryl's. 
and he struggled. But today, it was a lot better. And speaking of punting and kicking and kicking competitions, the kickers went toe-to-toe today, pun intended. Marshall Kane, 5 for 5 on field goals, 4 of 4 between 37 and 46 yards, and then 1 for 1 in the situational hurry-up drill. And the same for Kai Forbath, 4 for 4, and then 1 for 1 in situational. I'm telling you, though, Kane's leg is bigger and better. If Kane can be bigger and better throughout the preseason, he's got a fighting chance. I told somebody today that if I could take a parlay of Kane and Simeng to win the kicking and punting jobs, and I could get 10 to 1 odds, I would definitely take that. More updates coming tomorrow on Locked On Vikings, Thursday as well. Media access every day of Vikings minicamp and returning to the studio on Friday with Sage Rosenfels. That's the schedule for the week, and that's the show for today. It's Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.